right, we are ready to go. Um, thank you all so much for joining our town hall meeting this Friday. We appreciate you taking the time. We're so excited to be with you and we're glad to bring you a wonderful program today that includes uh, uh, wonderful Bill Dyer and Cynthia Delgado, who are gonna talk a little bit about um, security and technology for next year. So you'll get to learn a lot about our plans for next year. And without further ado, I'd love to um, talk a little bit about keeping tips and tricks. Hopefully you're becoming um, pretty familiar with our webinar program, but please do note that all lines are muted um, and that uh, you can ask questions using the chat feature. So if you'll go ahead and open up the chat box, you can uh, go ahead and start asking questions throughout the program. We'll be monitoring the chat feature throughout the program. So as questions come to mind, please let us know and we'd be more than happy to address those. Also, you can update your view options at the top of your screen. So please do take a moment to make sure that you can see everything that you need to see. And without further ado, I am so happy to introduce our head of school, Mr. Bill McGee. Thank you, Shannon. I appreciate you moderating these town halls all these weeks. Um, uh, as is our custom, we're gonna open our uh, session in prayer. So if you would bow with me, please. Father in heaven, uh, we pause at the end of this uh, uh, work week and we give you thanks. Father, we are seeing evidence of your providence and of your um, protection as we see the infection rates decrease and survival rates increase, and we see uh, glimmers of hope in our economy. Um, we see that you are uh, restraining this natural evil, this, this virus, and, and for that we are thankful, Father. Um, we were thankful uh, also for our uh, uh, just uh, uh, the, our community, our school community that has um, come together, that has united in a way that uh, 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 we couldn't accomplish otherwise. Father, it is through sometimes through crisis that uh, we draw on each other's strengths, we support each other's weaknesses, and we uh, learn to uh, love one another uh, even more deeply. And for that, we uh, consider that a blessing. And so we thank you for that. Uh, Father, also on, the, on this eve of Mother's Day weekend, I, I wanna thank you for our moms. Uh, Father, uh, you have equipped them for vital roles in raising children, in uh, being professional um, uh, women, in being uh, faithful wives. You, have, you have, have blessed us, all of us on this call, uh, today with uh, wonderful mothers who have uh, uh, shaped who we are um, and have carried out their, um, their biblical responsibilities to their families. And so we want to honor them, Father. And I would ask that this weekend, that all the dads, all the um, children uh, would uh, honor their mothers in the most appropriate way and that uh, it would truly be a celebration of their lives and all that they do for us. Father, thank you for your uh, son um, who is our savior, and it's in his name we pray, amen. All right, uh, good to be with all of you again uh, this uh, Friday afternoon. Uh, we have a couple of uh, new announcements to make. Uh, first of all, uh, you will be receiving um, a distance learning survey beginning this coming Monday. 
and you'll have the, the week uh, next week to complete that. Uh, we are, we've employed uh, independent school management or ISM uh, to conduct this third party confidential survey to provide feedback to us on how we're doing in response to the COVID-19 crisis. Uh, we truly want to learn how we can be more effective and we feel like uh, 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 as we wind this school down and as we start making our preparations for next week, uh, this kind of feedback would be invaluable to our plans for next year. So uh, parents, please look for a link to that survey on Monday. And uh, if you would, please honor us and help us by completing the survey uh, no later than Friday. Uh, secondly, you should have already received an email that contains the details for our retrieve and return process. Um, the dates are on the screen there, but uh, please uh, check, uh, read that email carefully for uh, the instructions uh, to come back on campus to uh, retrieve your personal uh, items as well as return school items. Those two uh, uh, reminders. Uh, and again, uh, I want to continue to uh, encourage you uh, parents, if uh, your uh, financial situation has been adversely affected by this pandemic, uh, we have resources available. We are uh, continuing to process tuition assistance uh, applications. Sherry Mosley uh, is overseeing that process. Uh, each week that, that number grows and we expect that it will continue to grow for the next several weeks. Uh, but I'm so pleased that uh, parents are taking advantage of this, that they are um, uh, at least pursuing this before they make some tough decisions regarding enrollment. So parents, please, if you're, uh, if you're unsure that you can meet the financial obligation of tuition, please give our tuition assistance program a chance. And uh, related to that, uh, many of us uh, have been minimally affected by the pandemic and are in a position where we can help other families. I know uh, my wife, Jan, and I have already given to the Stronger Together Fund uh, uh, to help other families. I would invite uh, the rest of the legacy community to join us in supporting uh, this fund. Uh, all gifts uh, from now until uh, uh, next year are uh, designated for our tuition assistance fund and or our benevolence fund, which goes to support faculty and staff that may be enduring financial challenges themselves. So currently we have over $50,000 raised uh, and that's only uh, in the last, uh, I would say three to four weeks. So, um, so we would uh, 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 really appeal to uh, any of our families who are able to give to this fund and want to help their fellow legacy family, please consider making a gift to that fund. All right, so uh, just a quick reminder of the different ways you can stay connected. Uh, I wanna encourage you to continue to observe uh, our 109 p.m. daily prayer time. Uh, we have a community shepherd program. Let us know if uh, we can help your family, support your family in any way. And I wanted, uh, next slide please. Um, I, I wanna remind everyone, we showed this uh, graphic last week, but uh, uh, I wanted you to see it again, the, uh, uh, how we're organized to manage this current crisis. And, and you'll notice that we have six teams that have been um, uh, appointed, uh, and we're gonna hear from one of them today, the campus operations team, which is chaired by Bill Dyer, 
and uh, co-chaired by Cynthia Delgado, uh, is going to share with you uh, the plans we've already um, started and uh, plan to address over the summer to, um, in preparation for the reopening of our campus. So uh, we look forward to the return to campus in August, uh, but we have a lot of work ahead of us. Uh, we, we, our goal is to make our campus as safe as possible for all concerned. And so uh, at the end of this session, uh, uh, you should learn more about us, of our, some of our specific actions we've taken to accomplish that goal. So without further ado, I'm gonna introduce Bill Dyer, our Senior Director of Operations, and he's going to share with you uh, the work of his team. Thank you, Mr. McGee. Uh, let me take a moment to give you a little bit of background on myself. I am Senior Director of Campus Operations. I've been with LCA for 14 years, and my role here is to oversee four functions here at Legacy. Uh, those four are facilities, IT, security, and food services. So in reference to the campus operations team that is one of the six that was formed up, uh, our team is charged with developing protocols and procedures that will ensure we can provide more safety against COVID-19 exposure for our students and school community while they're on our campus, uh, more than our public school counterparts. Uh, we are also tasked with supporting the technology needs of our teachers and students, whether they're on campus or in a distance learning scenario. And we are working closely with the academic leadership team to identify the technology and infrastructure that will be required to meet the needs of the various educational delivery models that we may have to deploy in the 2021 school year. And with that, I'm going to turn it back over to Adam Housley to begin our discussion. Great. Thank you, Bill. Uh, before we dive into to some questions for you and your team, I want to give Cynthia a chance to introduce herself. Um, Cynthia, can you just start off by telling us a little bit about how long you've been at Legacy, what your role is, and how you're serving on this committee? Sure. Hi, everyone. I'm uh, Cynthia Delgado, Director of IT. I have been a part of the LCA family for about four years. My main role here is to handle all technology-related issues um, for our staff, faculty, and students. So basically, for computers, iPads, Chromebooks, network, you pretty much name it, we can uh, support it. Um, I also am going to be co-chair with Bill Dyer on the campus operations team, which will, um, my role will be to support our faculty and students with the technology needs during the distant learning. Great, and most importantly, you're a mom here, right? I am, of three little ones. <laughs> Very good, so you're busy, needless to say. Well, Mr. Dyer, we're going to start with you. Can you talk about what steps Legacy is taking to help make campus safer for our students next year? Uh, yes, there are several things that will be in place next year to help protect the health and well-being of our students. Uh, but first, I want to assure our parents that we will do a deep clean and sanitization of our facilities before our students return to campus next year. Uh, that process has been ongoing already and will continue through the summer. 
So one of the steps in preparation for next year as well, though, is uh, we are replacing our current AC filter, HVAC filters, with MERV 16 rated filters that provide the filtration equivalent to an N95 mask. This will reduce the possibility of COVID virus sized airborne particles remaining in the air. We are, uh, we've also purchased touchless thermometers and we will be using them at every entrance to check students uh, for sign of a fever before entering the building. We will be installing hand sanitizer dispensers in the hallways and other locations to ensure that students and staff are given every opportunity to sanitize. And we continue to work to acquire as many sanitization supplies as necessary for next year. We're also working closely with the school nurses and the principals to define um, appropriate protocols for personal interactions, use of personal protective equipment, social distancing strategies, and numerous other topics. We also will be increasing the frequency of both our standard cleaning and sanitizing of the campus during the school day, as well as the more in-depth sanitization procedures uh, that occur after school. Uh, we're adding a facility staff member to enhance our ability to deliver a safe campus environment. All right, thank you, Mr. Dyer. Cynthia, we're gonna jump over to you for a couple of questions here. Um, how has LCA been able to support our families during the current shelter at home restrictions? Uh, we have been able to provide um, numerous families with Chromebooks and iPads to help facilitate the distance learning. Um, this has actually been helpful for families with multiple students and only one uh, device at their house. Um, to date, we've deployed about 70 iPads and Chromebooks, and we're still continuing to support our high school students when they have computer failures, we're able to provide them with the loaner MacBook. Excellent, thank you. Uh, what will we be able to support, um, what will we be able to do to support families in future quarantine situations? Um, we've been planning for various scenarios for the 2020-2021 school year that involved the distant learning and the need for additional computers for the family. But regardless of the specific model that we choose, um, we're confident that we're able to support the legacy families with their computing needs. We do have a significant number of devices to um, support a large distribution for the students. And I also wanted to note that we do have a trouble ticketing system in place where we can provide limited remote IT support to the families to help them during distant learning. Um, we're just, we want to help as much as we can. Perfect. Thank you. Uh, will there be changes to the technology that we'll use next year? Yes, I think as we um, all get into the new norm moving forward we have to review how we're currently using technology um, to deliver education so with that in mind we're investigating uh, camera technology to put in the classroom to help minimize the impact um, if distant learning is needed um, we're also working with the principals to come up with the hardware and software needed to um, live stream our chapel services so that we can still provide that uh, on a weekly basis to our students. Thank you. Mr. Dyer, let's uh, jump back over to you and switch gears just a little bit. 
Let's talk about food, if we could. What will change in the way we approach lunchtime and food services next year? Uh, there are several things that we will be implementing to increase the safety of serving food to our students. Uh, one is we intend to put plexiglass screens at each of the registers. Uh, we're also planning to use touchless transactions next year. So we'll be issuing ID cards with barcodes that will be used to, um, as opposed to the uh, pin pads, which would have required uh, every student to be in contact with. Uh, we're also streamlining the menus so that we can expedite uh, the service, uh, how quickly people come and go out of the serving area. And also, we're going to be utilizing some quick grab and pre-served items in disposable containers so we can reduce contact between people and also speed up the lines. Um, we also have the possibility of delivering lunches to a limited number of classrooms on the South Campus, and we're continuing to work through what that might look like for next year. And then finally, we're also collaborating with the principals of each division uh, to ensure that the student schedules and the lunch service needs are coordinated. All right, great. Um, let's talk about security. Uh, how, do you anticipate our approach changing next year in light of COVID-19? Um, not too much. We really don't anticipate significant changes to the methods for physical security of the students. Uh, there are a couple areas, though, that are going to need some modification next year. Uh, one is we will need to revise the car lines in order to accommodate additional entry points. And we're going to have to do that to reduce bottlenecks as the students enter the building while still allowing us to verify that they're fever free. Uh, we're also going to have to revisit um, how we conduct our fire and lockdown drills so we can still properly train the students on the safety protocols while still respecting social distancing needs. All right. Well, thank you guys. We're going to um, kind of transition into our general Q&A session right now. But Bill, we are going to stay with you for a few questions. Uh, some I've seen come up in the chat. Uh, will students be required to wear masks and or gloves next year? Adam, that is a great question. And um, we, um, we're developing protocols in conjunction with our student and community health and wellness team. Uh, headed up by nurse uh, Angie Detlow. Uh, there are a lot of factors to take into consideration as well as um, input from the various health agencies. So we don't have a definitive answer yet, but we will share those protocols when we have them available. Great. Can you talk a little bit about how our facility staff is doing? I know several people are wondering about Jorge and Maricela and Gloria, and just uh, can you speak to that? Yes, thanks for that question. Uh, first, let me say we're incredibly grateful to Jorge and his team for the job they've done keeping our campus clean and beautiful over the years. Uh, I can tell you they're all doing well. They've remained healthy, they're in good spirits. Uh, I know they look forward to seeing students back on campus again, but in the meantime, uh, they're gonna keep working hard to uh, prepare for that. All right, good. Um, we had a question or a comment about um, if the admissions office is still open. Um, so I will take that question and, and speak to that. And I will let you know we have fully transitioned to a virtual admissions uh, environment and office. And Celeste and Nicole are, are open and, and working with files. And they are here and available to talk with anybody. 
Uh, if you go to our website, you can click on admissions and the, the first button underneath that is says virtual admission center. And we've got all kinds of options there for families who are considering uh, partnering with Legacy for the education of their children. Some things I would point out that are new that we didn't have uh, before this crisis uh, took place. We've got virtual tours of all three of our school divisions. Uh, we worked with one of our parents, Jonah Ingram, to put those together and did a fabulous job. Those are there. Uh, we also have some on-demand webinars for some open houses that we did. One was just a general open house, one was for kindergarten. And then we also have a new feature called PeerPal, which uh, gives prospective families the opportunity to correspond with some of our existing parent ambassadors. So yes, we are fully open for admissions. Um, probably maybe the two simplest ways to get in touch with admissions would be just to send an email to admissions at legacyca.com. Uh, or if you've also been to our website, you notice that we have a chat feature at the bottom of the screen and uh, they, all the people can do is just ask a question there and we'll direct them to the right place as well. So, um, Kevin, uh, wouldn't it be a town hall if we didn't have a graduation question. So are masks and or gloves required for baccalaureate and commencement? Um, great question. Um, so as with regard to graduation, a mask are not going to be required. We're outdoors, as you know. Um, we'll be having social distancing outside of six feet. So just like in a lot of the stores, uh, it's not required, um, but you are certainly welcome to wear a mask and we would, would ask that each person feel the freedom to do so uh, should they feel the need. Um, with regard to our uh, blessing service, which is just for parents uh, on the, the previous Thursday night, parents and students um, of graduates, uh, each one of those, uh, because we're at Preston Trail Church, who is requiring all of their members to wear masks moving forward. They have asked that all of us wear a mask at the um, senior blessing service, which is the previous night. And so we will be required to wear masks there. That would just be seniors and their parents. Very good. Thank you. Uh, Mr. McGee, a question for you. When we return in August, will guests be allowed on campus? And if so, what protocol will be in place to screen these visitors? We're going to really follow the same protocol we uh, always do as far as making sure that, uh, number one, they're invited guests and that they, uh, uh, you know, have to stop, they have to come through our man traps and, and be screened uh, and be approved to visit our, our campus. But we'll probably also institute some kind of temperature check. Um, as uh, uh, Mr. Dyer mentioned, you know, we will have the ability, we have the equipment on order to check everyone's uh, temperature before they come into a building, so uh, or as they enter a building, so we, we'll apply those protocols to all guests next year. Um, and and some of that, uh, the answer to that question may be predetermined for us. In other words, uh, the CDC may give us guidelines. Uh, certainly, the governor of of Texas may also issue guidelines regarding uh, visitors uh, to school campuses. So. Uh, so we'll, we'll uh, be alert to any kind of uh, government uh, recommendations, but uh, we, you know, we'll still restrict uh, visitors uh, uh, much in the same way we always do. Uh, you know, we, we are, that's one of our uh, main uh, safety protocols is to make sure everyone who is on campus uh, has a purpose for being on campus. And so that's one of the uh, advantages of being 
at a place like Legacy is that we can control who's who's on our campus and who's not. Yeah, I'm, <clears throat> that, and that kind of leads into, I'm, I'm watching the chat. This is kind of, uh, it's moving faster than it ever has. Lots of questions going on. Um, a lot of the questions, Mr. McGee, pertain to kind of the opening procedures and what's going to be in place. What will Eagle Expo look like? Um, and I know that those are questions we don't have answers to. And I, I don't, I think this is probably something you're going to talk about later, but it might be a good time now if you can kind of preview what next week's town hall will be about and, and we'll feature because we'll probably be able to speak to some of those better, even though we won't have answers to all of them yet. Yeah, that's uh, a great idea, uh, Adam. So next week, um, the five other uh, management teams will be reporting out. So each of the chairs of those five uh, uh, management teams will uh, give a, will brief us on the steps they have taken so far to answer the critical questions that we've charged them with. So um, whereas we, we may not have the answer today, we'll have some of the answers next week. But uh, keep in mind that we're still in a very fluid situation. And we, it's hard to predict the trajectory of the virus. So, uh, you know, we have to make multiple plans. And we're still uh, um, checking different resources. We're, uh, uh, you know, we're, we are researching constantly. In fact, I, I would say uh, the, the, uh, the staff, those are the, the non-teaching staff, the academic leaders, operational leaders, we're scouring the internet and, and uh, every source we can to try to uh, find best practices and try to, try to answer the questions. And, and, and we found that there are many resources uh, available out there. So, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I can't, I don't have enough fingers on my hands to tell you how many Zoom conferences I've attended just this week. Um, and, and, but that's constantly going on. All of our leaders are on constant uh, uh, conferences, webinars to learn more about how we can best manage this crisis and what are steps we can be taking now. So again, we don't have all the answers uh, on this day, but we are getting answers. We are putting together uh, our plans and we'll reveal those plans uh, as we finalize them. Great, thank you. You know, I, what, <clears throat> what I would kind of add to that or echo is that uh, just having been a fly on the wall in some of these meetings, I, I promise you that uh, we're leaving no rock unturned and, and you can have trust and confidence that we have your best interests in, in mind. Um, and I, I know that's kind of what I've walked away from as a, as a dad uh, from some of those meetings is, you know, we are doing everything we can to get ready to offer the safest, best educational environment for your kids next year. And, you know, right now it's research, research, research and, uh, and start to put some plans together. And unfortunately, it's going to be a wait and see uh, before we get some of those answers. But, but we will have them. Um, and, and as soon as we have them, we will get them to you. I can promise you that. Um, oh, Tiffany, we had a question. I'm not sure it got answered about end of year conferences. I think that's probably uh, a lower school question. I'm wondering if you could speak to that. Yes. Um, so May 11th is um, was on our norm, our uh, master calendar as being a parent conference day for the pre-K through second grade families. And you know, in light of distance learning, and um, I know there's been a lot of parent teacher communication 
ongoing and um, throughout this and um, the teachers and I decided that May 11th would operate as a normal school day but teachers will certainly be reaching out to parents and parents please feel free to reach out to teachers to schedule a time um, to talk about your child but um, anyway I know there's been a lot of that already been um, going on off and on throughout distance learning but that was a great question thank you for asking you bet um, Shannon, I'm going to come over to you uh, for an update on the TJ Tomini um, auction. Can you talk about that and uh, how we're progressing there? Oh, sure. Um, great. Well, I will actually be sharing some more information here in just a few moments, but the auction is going really well. Um, appreciate everyone for bidding and certainly encourage you to take a look at the auction. Um, here in the next couple slides, after we get done with the chat, I'll share some more information, but um, certainly encourage you to place your bids. All donations for the virtual auction support the Stronger Together Fund. So it's a great way to give back and also get a little something in return. Perfect. And uh, before we move away from you, can you tell us uh, the business directory is published online? Is that right? It sure is. So um, thank you all for entering uh, your business information in our business directory. We've published it online. If you go to LegacyCA.com, over to the far right, Support Legacy, there's a drop down, and you'll see the business directory is one of the first listings. So as you're looking for um, you know, anything from a realtor to house services to an AV guy, I think we've got you know, just about all of it covered. Um, and we certainly encourage you to support the LCA community as you're looking for opportunities to connect in that way. All right, perfect, thank you. Well, I think that we have answered all of our questions for today. I want to uh, just thank the community for tuning in again and and sharing your questions with us as we um, as we attempt to be as transparent and, and honest with you about our plans as we uh, look to the end of this school year as well as the upcoming school year. And so with that, I'm going to turn it back over to Mr. McGee. All right. Well, thank you, Adam, and thank you all for all, uh, your very uh, thoughtful questions and uh, and again uh, you know I want to remind everyone that uh, we are still in a fluid uh, environment and uh, we may not have every answer in detail but we are working very hard on that that's 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 what we devote you know 12 14 hours a day to is uh, uh, planning for next year and and I'm really confident in the team They're, they are working uh, above and beyond the call of duty, and I couldn't be more proud of, of uh, the group of faculty and staff that we have. And, uh, and parents, I want to thank you for your um, expressions of gratitude, especially to our teachers. They need it right now. Our teachers are working uh, overtime, you know, and, and many of them have small children, so they have to both manage their own children's education as well as uh, provide instruction and support for their classes. So that's, that's a challenge. And we know, uh, parents, you, you have that same challenge. You're trying to manage work as well as uh, your child's education at home. So, um, so any words of encouragement to our teachers, especially as we draw to the end here, and, and, and there is fatigue. We have some teachers who are really uh, struggling in some areas, and, and we want to affirm them uh, during this time and, and encourage them to stay strong. And, and parents, you're doing that. So I, I want to thank you um, from the bottom of my heart for uh, your words of encouragement. I thought I would close uh, today 
uh, by reading some scripture. I referenced, uh, you know, that we are on the eve of uh, Mother's Day weekend. And uh, so I, I look to the wisdom of scripture and uh, I want to uh, read a few passages from a very well-known proverb. It's Proverb 31. And it um, addresses what a wife of noble character is like. And of course, uh, and, and much of this certainly applies to our moms. So, so uh, if you would, let me just read various uh, verses from that chapter. Starting in verse 10, a wife of noble character, who can find? She is worth more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She gets up while it is still dark. She provides food for her family and portions for her servant girls. She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her tasks. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her the reward she has earned and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. And as I was reading those uh, verses, my thoughts were to about legacy moms. We have so many moms that fit the cr criteria for being noble wives and noble uh, moms. Uh, I, I've always said that we have incredible families at Legacy, and one of the main reasons they're incredible is because we have incredible moms. And so moms, uh, just from the bottom of my heart, I extend you a, a warm and hearty thank you for the job you're doing. You've taken on a lot more responsibilities in, during this crisis, and you are handling those with grace and dignity and integrity and with a sense of humor. Um, I, I, I couldn't be more inspired by your example. And so to the dads on this call, I implore you dads, honor your wives, your children's mother. Give her the reward she deserves because she is a blessing to us all. And so with that, I want to turn it back over to Mr. Mosley, who is going to uh, uh, close us in prayer. Thank you, Mr. McGee. Let's pray together. Father, we just come to you today, um, Father, just grateful with grateful hearts uh, for your provision and protection, Father, for the safety you provided to our families, and Father, for the healing that you provide in those who have had to face this, um, this, this threat, Father, to our health and to our lives. Uh, Father, we pray that we continue to look for opportunities to be the hands and feet of Jesus to those around us in our communities and those that we have the opportunity to encourage, Father, that they would see the hope that we live, the eternal hope that we have in Christ, and we live, uh, Father, so fervently every, every day. So, um, Father, I also want to pray for our, our leaders, leaders not just of this school, but of our state and our country. 
um, and around the world. Father, I pray you give them wisdom and discernment and how to mobilize and prepare to fight this enemy. And Father, we are grateful today for our mothers. We're also grateful for our seniors, the class of 2020. We know that you have hope and uh, plans for them, for, to prosper them, uh, for, to give them a, a future in which they can honor you and advance your kingdom. So we're grateful for them today as well. And so now, to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly more than we could ever hope or imagine, to him be all glory, honor, and praise. Amen. Awesome. Thank you so much, Mr. Mosley. Um, and thank you to all of our panelists today. We so much of you. Um, really quickly, I promised that I would share a little bit more about the TJ Tomini virtual auction. The link is up on your screen, so please take a moment. Um, if you have a few minutes before you close out your day, you might uh, scroll through and see the items that we have available for you. You have everything from parking spaces all the way to a private lunch with a Dallas Cowboy. Um, we've even got some athletics all access passes, so lots of fun stuff for you to take a look at and browse through. And again, uh, all donations support the Stronger Together Fund. So we hope that you'll join us in that. Also wanted to share, uh, I saw a question come through the chat. The LCA business directory is still open. So if you'd like to submit your business information, you can do so at any time. And through um, a, an approval process that we have on the back end, it'll be loaded to our website and published within about a one to two day period. So please, if you have a, a moment and if you'd like to share your business information, please do so. And then last but certainly not least, we are so excited for Wednesday, May 20th. Uh, our Eagle Mama program will feature Senator Angela Paxton. Our original Eagle Mama will join us and share um, a word with our, with our wonderful moms. So please look forward to that and uh, go ahead and register when you see that link come through your email. Outside of that, please, uh, if you have any more questions, uh, ping us through questions at legacyca.com. And with that, we hope you have a wonderful and blessed weekend. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms, and we'll see you next week.